When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Welcome to Why Blank Lost for Big Brother 24. I'm David Bloomberg, and this week is one heck of a welcome for my new co-host for the summer, Ovi Kabir from Big Brother 21. Hey, happy to be here. I'm super excited about this being our first official episode about YX Lost because this week, if you're a Big Brother fan, has been the pinnacle of Big Brother yeah. fun, messy craziness. So I can't wait to talk about I mean, it. The, the pinnacle or the valley? I'm not really sure. The, uh... It's been a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> I, if, if you caught Thursday's uh, eviction episode, which we'll talk about, I think you'll you'll be wanting to talk about it too. So I'm happy yeah. we're here to discuss why the person who went home went home and maybe other reasons too. Yes, yes. So for anyone who's new to this podcast, under normal circumstances, each week we look at the player who was evicted and analyze their gameplay using what we saw on TV, live feeds, interviews, other non-spoiler information. So when I say non-spoiler in this case, just to be clear, that means we're not going to discuss anything that happens on the feeds after the eviction episode. Unless by chance something is said that pertains directly to why the evictee lost, like someone says, oh, yeah, I had to vote them out because of X. Um, so, you know, we use all this information. We compare everything about their game to a set of guiding rules that I originally wrote way back in 2004 and have modified many times since. Uh, 
anyone can find the most recent version at robhasawebsite.com slash big brother rules. We mentioned on the preview show, it says why big brother, you know, what big brother 22 uh, players should know. Uh, it just, there was no reason to update it from 22 to 23 till now, really uh, nothing major. So, um, and, and we discussed those rules a bit in our preview podcast, but in case you missed it somehow, uh, we'll go over each rule as we progress through the podcast uh, this week and every week. But someone out there watching and listening right now, they may be saying, David Novi, Paloma wasn't evicted. She obviously didn't go because of breaking one of your rules. What are you going to talk about? Well, I have an answer. Uh, I've actually had situations like this come up before on Survivor when someone has been medevaced. And really, that's what the situation is. Paloma may not have broken a bone or had a life-threatening infection like you sometimes see on Survivor, but it seems pretty clear she had a medical issue that took her out of the game. So we will discuss how she played the game up to that point. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's uh, it's a valid question. Somebody be, might be wondering how, within this type of podcast, we logically break down through the rules David's put together on why this person went home. I think we have a unique case this week. <laughs> However, I think it's we can look at their gameplay. We can look at the potential people who could have gone at home around, and we can still utilize the rules to the best of our ability. Hopefully, throughout the whole uh, season of Big Brother, this won't be an issue, yeah. um, and we'll be able to use the rules like normal. The first episode, we're kind of have to go a little off script, but I think it's still going to be enjoyable and interesting to talk about. Yeah. Now, uh, each week before we get to the rules, we discuss some things about the week in general. This week, probably more than usual. Now, I, I want to start with the way uh, Julie talked about something on Thursday night's episode. She said, Unless you've experienced the Big Brother house, you have no idea how difficult it could be. Well, as it so happens, my co-host has experienced it. Uh, so, Ovi, you were there just a few years ago. You've seen how Paloma spiraled, for lack of a better term. What would you like to share uh, with, with listeners and viewers about that kind of situation? Yeah, no, I think, you know, I was in a very unique position where I was in the house for about 30 plus days and partially playing the game, but also part of a twist where I got to see kind of both ends of it. And I think we saw unfortunate behaviors in this season kind of reflected in my season. And so what we saw happen is that it's a pressure cooker. People's worst behaviors get exemplified. And whether you're on the top of the house, the bottom of the house, across the whole spectrum, you're feeling it. So from, for example, someone like Taylor, who was experiencing so much things thrown at her, biases, people, microaggressions, and having that kind of trying to navigate playing a game while being thrown at that one in your real life, that doesn't really happen usually. Most people who go on the show uh, have a likable personality, have friends, family around them. When they come into the show, though, it's completely different. And so Taylor feels some sort of way. But on the flip side, Paloma, who's at this point kind of running the entire house, is also feeling that stress level. I think it's really important to think that um, we always used to say is that you're a worm in an apple and you cannot see what the outside of the apple look like looks like. You don't know if it's rotten, you don't know if it's fresh, but you're inside there. So it feels like this is your world. I remember being there during my time thinking, wow, like 
this is my entire world. You can't think about outside world. You don't think about your family, what's going on. You feel like if somebody dislikes you, you feel like the whole world dislikes you at that moment because you're not sure what to do. So um, I think it's, you know, it's a reflection. Big Brother is a reflection of society. And I think one big part of society that we are now just talking about a lot more is mental health. And so you can't really not look over your mental health in the real world as well as your physical health, the same way in the Big Brother house. Sometimes we focus so much on our physical health, getting the food, whether it's slop, these things. But then there's the mental health aspect where day in and day out, you are unsure what the schedule is going to be. You can't take a nap throughout the day. You have to wake up at 8 a.m. usually, 8 to 10 a.m., depending on what competitions might be throughout the day. And some things during that first week, there might be only one day you get to go out on the backyard. So you're stuck in this laboratory-like house where you're not getting any sunlight, you're not getting to talk to the outside world, and the people you're talking to, you don't know if they have your best interest in mind. Um, so you combine all that, put together, so five days, seven days feels like a month in the house. So I think we saw that happen with some of the house guests this season where it just became a lot to handle for them. But I would say any other alumni I've ever talked to who've been a former Big Brother house guest They've always said coming out of the experience that there was a lot of, whether it's PTSD, whether it's a lot of stress, there's things they brought back away from the house while they were in the house. So it's not all um, fun in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, we're certainly, you know, I I know there have been people trying to, for lack of a better term, diagnose, uh, you know, uh, on social media, uh, what what happened to Paloma? We're certainly not going to get into a situation where we try to do that. I I hope that she's getting the help she needs. I feel bad for what she ended up going through. Um, And, and, you know, it's for the best. She's not going to be doing exit interviews. Um, uh, You know, we saw uh, watching the feeds, you saw, you know, if you just watch the show, um, I, I was hoping that my sons would watch this episode uh, in time for us to record this podcast, they usually watch it a little delayed mm-hmm. and they don't watch the feed. So I was waiting to hear from them, like what mm-hmm. the heck just happened here? Because I think if you just watch the episodes, there was not enough of a run up. There was a little bit and then suddenly, boom, she was gone. But, it, you know, if you were watching the feeds, you could see that change in her personality. Mm-hmm. Um and so it wasn't a huge surprise to anybody who has been watching the feeds. Uh, she was spiraling and yeah. it, it was just getting worse. Um, so yeah, you know, she was in a situation that is not one that you would normally be in. I saw some p- people saying, well, why didn't the, you know, psychological testing pick this up? I don't know what kind of testing could pick up something like what's going to happen to you being locked inside a house mm-hmm. with 15 other people uh, for, for a week. Um, you know, stress uh, gets to people in different ways. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I just hope for the best for her at this point. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's important to separate sometimes the house guests when they come out of the house in certain ways like this. I, I wish her the best in the sense that uh whatever she's going through that it's she gets better from or she's able to handle or whatever so we don't know the exact reasons why she was pulled from the game but i also want to note that 
even though we have these same considerations for these people, we also will hold them accountable for certain things they did in the house about that, you know? So I, I know exactly. some viewers are going to be watching this and be like, they might feel some sort of way because they want to, for the treatment that uh, Loma might have done to Taylor and what mm-hmm. impacted the house, they don't want her to go scot-free from that, understandable. So I think there's a, there's a mix between the both. And I don't think this podcast exactly is the place for that because we're diagnosing the game and breaking down it, but we can right. talk a little bit about it. But um, I think that's important to know. Sending best wishes, but also understanding that there's still an impact there. Exactly. Um, exactly. We need to talk about the things that happened earlier. And yeah. whatever she went through in the past few days does not absolve her of blame mm-hmm. for everything she put Taylor through before her own situation spiral. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it's uh, this this week we see because we, we try to follow through rules. We try to think of game mm-hmm. theory. We try to think of a player will do the best move for their game. And we base that whether that was good for the rules or whatnot. Unfortunately, this week we saw a multitude of players, unfortunately, play, do certain moves, either whether it was through ignorance, biases, lack of understanding the game, but moves that actually probably didn't benefit them that well in the first week. And so let's, uh, I think it's important, let's just get into it, uh, David, yeah. what, do you want to talk about Paloma right now, about the, yeah, the gameplay? Yeah. Or- well, yeah, we want, you know, um, anyone who watched the live feeds or listened to any podcasts on RHAP knows what we're talking about but in case anyone is listening who just saw the show uh well the show was less than honest in their portrayal of what was happening uh as just a few examples they put things some things out of order uh taylor was going on the block before she told monty about what paloma Mm -hmm. said because paloma had been targeting her from the start um as frenchie described it on twitter she planted a seed of hate that grew into a forest um, and you know, we saw pretty much none of that on the show. Uh, we didn't see Daniel saying the moment I saw her, I knew she would be bad news. Well, gee, what could you have seen in her that would make you think that the moment you saw her, Daniel, um, we didn't see pooch saying Taylor would explode when she was nominated and encouraging Daniel to get that reaction out of the way, despite Taylor having done absolutely nothing to suggest that she would have a reaction like that. So it's like, Hmm, again, what would make you think that could there be a certain stereotype that you're uh, relying upon there incorrectly. And, you know, even when we did see snippets of something on the show, like the fashion show, we didn't see the full extent, Mm -hmm. like how Taylor was encouraged to do it. And then fully stabbed in the back about it. Oh, yeah. She was set up to fail in that. They right. they were asking her to put on these dresses. She didn't, you know, uh, she wasn't like, I'm going to put all these on. They asked her, and here's one thing I want to note is when the criticism is that why does she have a finale dress? Um, meaning that, like, if you have a finale dress, that means you must think you're going to have a finale. Right. We are told when we go into the house before, we pack certain items to have a finale outfit that you're going to wear for finale for it. Some people might go a little more extra. Some people might go a little less. I brought like a cultural garb of a Punjabi, which I wore one of them on my like eviction night. So I was planning to wear one of them on finale. It's not a level of thinking you're going to make, you're supposed to bring it because you're there for 90 days. You wouldn't pack, you would pack for a vacation. You bring a bathing suit with you. Maybe even if you don't know there's a poor beach, but you're going on vacation, you bring it right. with you. So, um, yeah. How, 
How arrogant of you to assume <laughs> you are going to have a pool and pack that swimsuit. It, it, it's just, yeah. I, so I think that what we noticed is we, before uh, me and David were talking about it. Like, so in our mind, because we didn't know at this point, Paloma was getting pulled from the game. We were trying to think about, so how are we going to discuss about potentially Taylor going home? So we didn't know he also the back pass backstage pass, the dynamics of that. And what I came to when looking through the rules, it was very difficult to see where Taylor went wrong and certain things. Could she have schemed a little bit more? Yes, she could have done a few other things, but not to the dynamic where the house disliked her to the level where what did she mess up already? Right. And I mean, at some point we'll discuss, you know, why she lost, hopefully much in the future and hopefully for very different reasons. But yeah, game reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to scheme and plot when everyone has already decided they're against you. Yeah. For no good reason, uh, you know, and, and so that's what we were looking at until things changed. Um, you know, as another example, uh, Sunday's episode, Paloma claiming Taylor wanted to use her beauty to allure the men. Uh, she was cocky and digging a hole with the other women. All of this was Paloma's fabrication. I'm not sure how clear that was to TV viewers. Mm hmm. You know, and so the whole situation turned into basically a mob mentality with almost everyone joining in. Uh, whenever Taylor would do anything like, you know, breathing, uh, someone would have a bad word to say. Uh, in these situations where you are just so negatively focused on someone, you find every little thing that is wrong with them. I had a couple coworkers like this, uh, and they were both managers. And it was no fun to be on their bad side. If they decided someone had done something wrong, then obviously that person did everything wrong. And they would nitpick the crap out of everything that person did. But Taylor's situation was even worse because it started with false accusations based in what certainly seems to be racism. Yeah, I, I, there were there were so many microaggressions, and there mm-hmm. were so many biases at play. And I think this is important when people say, "Well, I didn't see somebody say a slur. I didn't say somebody say, well, I don't like them because of their X, Y, Z skin color.'" So, can it truly be racist? But I think what's important to look at it is that what comes first? Are you targeting the, targeting this person mm-hmm. because of gameplay, or have you targeted them already, and then you use? certain gameplay to justify that what comes right. you know what's the chicken egg and i think that's really important to look at when we talk about biases and implicit biases things that you are already thought in your mindset your you know whether it's your environment your upbringing you go into the house thinking certain things about certain people without you might not even realizing it and that comes in play when you create your alliances when you create who you might target and so i think unfortunately we saw that come in play in the initial parts with paloma targeting um, Taylor and other folks kind of jumping in and then what happens like David mentioned it's a mob mentality it's a snowball that now you're just kind of happy that it's not you and then you become privy to these actions so um, but it's it's interesting how this week kind of came apart because I um, I don't think CBS Productions the any of the producers thought it would end like this I think they were no. thinking of a very different ending yeah yeah and, you know, to, to go back to what you were saying, some of the players were, I think, worried about the situation because they mm-hmm. talked about it. Uh, Paloma and Daniel yep. discussed how they didn't want to get hated uh, because he nominated two black people at her encouragement. But, you know, Paloma's solution was America just needs to get over it. 
Um, I, I don't mm-hmm. think they're exactly drawing the correct conclusions uh, from their worries about how they will look. And, you know, you might be able to speak to this or it may be something that happened more since you were on. But we've heard that the players all get training about microaggressions and racism and related topics. But there are a few problems with that. First, those being trained need to be open to actually understanding it. Um, My work required sexual harassment training every year, every single year. And yet that did not solve the sexual harassment problem there. You know, people need to understand not, you know, they do, not only need to go through a training, they need to apply it in their own brains. Uh, my workplace also required ethics training. And yet there were still people who committed ethical violations, sometimes even criminal acts. So telling someone not to be racist isn't going to change them if they don't believe it applies to them. Yeah, no, I think you put it best that way. You know, people have to be open to that level of training. On our season, we didn't have any of those standards. I think we, our season was more of a catalyst for those um, trainings to come and play, (laughs) which I'm happy to see. But yeah, I I think, and unfortunately, there's, there's so many layers to these biases, right? It doesn't just come from straight race and it comes from colorism too, you know? So there's so many, we can probably spend the whole podcast delving into this what i'm hoping is that this is and i don't know if that will be happen but i do hope this is the last week where we will have to mention <laughs> this being a part of the game i hope that when we do y x loss because of this person we can be like it was because of this gameplay this is the rules we right. don't have to be like they, they were targeted for no reason because of these biases so um fingers crossed for that and i i, I think with the mess of this past season maybe it's shaken up the house enough for it to happen but i'm Unsure. So, but uh, why don't we we talk about um, Columbus well, game now? Well, or I almost do want to mention. <laughs> oh no, there's a few more things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to mention the interviews that Julie did yes. about the situation, um, because frankly, they were pretty disgusting and dismissive of there being any problems in Big Brother. Uh, to Mike Bloom, she basically defended those who had been horrible in the house by saying Twitter is the real mob mentality, not the big brother house. And, you know, we shouldn't judge. Um, and, you know, so I guess just let it happen. Uh, you know, to me, her attitude was offensive. Uh, she told Sharon Tharp at us or at us magazine. Uh, I'm, I am not obsessed with the live feeds, so I haven't seen every single thing that people are talking about. Which anybody who knows anything about Julie, that obviously makes us laugh because the fact is she's never seen a live feed in her life and she only knows what the producers tell her. And, you know, so for her to say, oh, I'm not obsessed. Well, we know. Uh, Yeah, no, I I, I think I I listened to those interviews and I it's. I think she shouldn't even say I, I think if you don't understand, like, you know, things happen on the live feeds. Um. And then if you completely dismiss that then in the way that she talked about the treatment to, mm-hmm. about Taylor saying that I think Twitter or other people are being a mob mentality against the house guests, I just thought it was kind of laughable yeah, um, and very out of touch with yeah. the community. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so I think we've, you know, uh, uh, wrapped up that portion for now. I'm, uh, you know, we've heard about it all week. We will continue to hear about it. It's a very important topic. Uh, but like you said a moment ago, we we should move on. But 
Before we get to the rules, there are a couple more things. Um, I want to discuss the backstage twist that wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie described it on Thursday's episode. First of all, when uh, Julie explained what it would have been, she didn't even mention that Brittany had won the vote. Strange. I mean, because she would have learned regardless, right? If like if it actually happened that way, Brittany should have learned about it. And yeah. so I feel like it really changes the game up a little bit when you don't. Like, I get it. They're trying to mitigate certain things, but they didn't say why, who won, which I think it could have gone both ways. She, Brittany could have gained favor in the house because people might have wanted to work with her a little bit more because they're like, America likes mm-hmm. her, so we want to be the favorites. Or they could have targeted her to be like, she is a favorite. But I do, I think at the end of the day, it would have given Brittany the confidence boost to know that she's on the right track. Yeah, yeah, it would have. I mean, you know, we know that leading into this episode, she wasn't in the greatest position. Um, so, yeah, like you said, it could have gone either way. I think it probably would have hurt her. I also think they still should have said it, even though she's my winner pick and I obviously don't want her hurting there. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I just I, I don't understand why you have everybody vote and then you don't tell the House guests the result of the vote. It's, uh, it's strange. So uh, but beyond that, I think it's quite possible that even if Paloma hadn't left under these circumstances, we still would have ended up talking about her. Because I think she might have well have gotten evicted this week anyway, based on the twist. Um, it's almost certain that the first part of the HOH competition we saw Thursday was originally supposed to be the backstage battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie said it would have been between one of the nominees chosen by the House and one of the backstagers. We know the House would have voted Taylor into it. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's one of the competitors. And we knew Brittany would be safe. So she would have faced either Paloma or Alyssa. What Julie didn't explain was how the backstager would be picked for the battle. But I do think if Paloma hadn't been essentially medevac, I I think there was a good chance that either Pooch as the backstage boss, I mean, it literally has boss in the title there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that he would have picked or the house as a whole would have chosen. I lean towards him picking, but either way, I think I think she would have probably been the one chosen because Alyssa seems to be in a pretty good spot, whereas Paloma was starting to, you know, raise some red flags with people. And so if that had happened and it had been Taylor versus Paloma, well, we saw Taylor kill in that competition. I don't Mm -hmm. think Paloma would have done as well. I think it's still a likely Paloma eviction. (laughs) I think so, too. I. First of all, I want to say the power, the backstage boss power was way too powerful. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is crazy from all the power that Pooch was able to get. And ultimately, if that was the way for him to choose somebody to go potentially home, Mm -hmm. um, I think, yes, Alyssa would have been fared better. She had more connections, I think, with Paloma spiraling. I think some people would have felt some sort of way about, you know, having her over Alyssa. I think this Alyssa was a much better position. Right. The other possibility is they could have done all three of them compete and the winner, the first winner, like uh, Taylor has to go against one of the other person. If she wins, she goes to the final. Oh, that's and a then good point. Yeah. It could have Alyssa, been Alyssa versus Paloma. Exactly. And so then they have to go and some, something of that nature. I don't know. Maybe they did something like that, but um, I, I, 
wish it played out because I think it would have been really fun to watch. I think mm-hmm. we would have felt very differently, but the episode of Taylor was able to kind of win that out. I don't know how that would fare for Taylor's game. She won this way versus the way it happened. But I do think that um, we could have probably gone to the rules and talk about uh, why Paloma actually did go home. Right. Because had to choose her over, you know? Right. So. Exactly. Um, now, if somehow Taylor had still gone, as it looked for most of the week, uh, Ovi, I thought you were going to follow in the usual footsteps of why blank lost hosts when it comes to predictions, because we have a history <laughs> of seeing our winner picks go very early, sometimes first or second. I, I think uh, ta- Taylor has, um, has some luck in her right now. And I, I'm hoping she can skate through. Yeah. She, she was my, she was my winner pick. So, <laughs> you're, you're, our both our winner picks, Brittany and Taylor, are unfortunately not faring as great as we wanted to. Right, but, uh, right. Yeah, she 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 survived the first week, so that's right. To her. That's right. All right. Well, we have covered quite a bit. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we get to the rules? I think honestly, anyone watching this right now wants to hear the rules, so let's yes. get right into it. Okay. Well, before we get to them, uh, I do want to mention <laughs> that. The survivor versions of, of these rules uh, does come in a uh, colorful and shorter version uh, in poster form. You can see, whoop, there it is, part of it behind me. You can see it on the screen here on the website. Uh, you can go to robhasawebsite.com slash feed. scroll down to the poster, click on it. Uh, in addition to the poster, we have other ways to get those rules, so you can always have them with you. Uh, you've got the poster T-shirt. You've got the checklist T-shirt. Uh, you've got the checklist mug. Uh, all these different things that you can do. So, again, robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed has links to all of those. Now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We're back, so let's get back to the show. With that, a few days ago, when it was looking like Taylor would almost certainly be evicted, I told a few people that I was still holding out hope that the backstage twist would somehow work out such that Paloma would go instead. 
as we discussed, that could have actually been the case. But little did I know what would actually happen. Paloma started out in the game in a very active role, but the way she was acting changed after a few days. By Monday, Paloma was having trouble even paying attention in conversations and said it was due to lack of sleep. Her behavior continued to get more and more erratic, and other house guests became concerned. Eventually, production stepped in. But we will discuss her game before that happened and see what she was doing. And I guess consider this to be why Paloma would have lost. Uh, we'll start with the first and most important rule, which, of course, is to scheme and plot. Paloma certainly jumped right into this with both feet as she was making alliances, lying, backstabbing, you name it. And in Big Brother, you need to make allies right away. And she did that even though she was in the backstage and didn't even have a vote or any power. Yeah, she. I mean, I think if there's one house guest, you can say... You can't say that wasn't scheming. It is Paloma. She was from the moment she walked into the house and also from someone who didn't really have any power at all. She knew she yeah. was taking from the fact that she wanted to control this house and props to her in that sense that she found a way, regardless of how we feel, to control the house in a very demanding in her way. You know, whether she wanted somebody home, she put the seeds in there, sprouted them. Um, she schemed, she schemed. And, um, I, unfortunate thing is I think if she was here in the house longer, I think in a week, two, week three, these schemes would have caught up to her very quickly because again, big brother is a a marathon. Yeah. You're jumping ahead to the second rule already. But, uh, before, before we do that, you've got a little Jessica in you there. Uh, she likes to do that too. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, you know, her scheming, as you, as you mentioned, you know, this is where we return to what we discussed regarding how she chose to go about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly players should do what they can to ensure they're not an early target, gather power for future in the form of allies, but that shouldn't include using bigotry and prejudices to make that happen. Uh, Paloma started targeting Taylor from the get-go without any good reasons, and she got the others to jump on board. Some of the others were all too eager due to their own preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it was good for her to be scheming, but she should have kept it game related. She should have kept it game related, yeah. Now, because. Uh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, you got to keep in mind, too, because when you, you, you open that Pandora's box, right? When you go after somebody like that, you have to. You, you now make it acceptable for the house to act like that to anybody within mm-hmm. there. So, when you scheme like that in a long term plot, like if that's the scheming you do, that could backfire on you eventually too. Oh yeah. Unrelated game things could catch up to you. And that's not, you don't ever want to have to worry about that. You don't want to ever have to worry about something you didn't do in the game or something you can't control affecting your game. Yeah. So now we move into the second rule, which as you had said, uh, it tells players not to scheme and plot too much and to keep their scheming secret. And, you know, you mentioned she was clearly unable to follow this rule. Uh, she, she massively overschemed, made too many alliances, even planned out how to outmaneuver the producers by having everyone share the money. Um, now some of her issues in this rule in that kind of that middle time frame, may have come when she was already starting to exhibit signs of the problem that took her out of the game. It's, you know, it's hard to say for sure. There's not really a bright line there, but some of them did take place earlier, such as telling Jasmine, 
Indy and Brittany that she wanted Daniel out when he was the HOH. And even if he hadn't been, she didn't even have a vote. Uh, you know, more importantly, she told Taylor on July 8th that she wanted to break up some of the men who were tighter. And when that was passed along, she lied about it and people believed her. But that sort of thing could not last forever. Like you said, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And once other people started providing information other than Taylor, it was going to catch up to her. Exactly. I think I, I can't remember exact conversation, but I remember her having talking about what we two nominations should be without mm-hmm. knowing who the HOH is, without knowing if she'll have power, but having this level of hubris to think that she will be able to dictate week two and week three. And so uh, this is week one. And also week one is usually this, this season was a little short, but week one in big brother is usually two weeks. It's around mm-hmm. 10 to 14 days because of everything going on. So it's the longest HOH reign that you'll have throughout the season. And she's already trying to um, cancel out any of Daniel's uh, powers. And so I, I, yeah, I think the over scheming and she was trying to scheme against the production. I've never met a player, right. known a player when production brings you in and says, Hey, you really can't talk about this for her to take up the rule book and be like, actually, I, I think I have an idea because they can change the rules anytime they want to. I think people forget it's, it's, it's an entertainment show. They don't have to follow certain game show rules. They can change whatever they want. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, you know, people were already seeing this from her. Obviously, they started to talk about what she was doing uh, to the point that, yeah, it was going to come back to haunt her. And it could have come back to haunt her as quickly as Thursday, as we discussed that she could have ended up facing Taylor in the backstage battle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and, and even if they hadn't, you know, it was within the next few weeks for sure. Exactly. One thing I will note with this too is that uh, we don't know exactly how we know more than likely Taylor would have been the person to go against him, but we don't know if Taylor would have had any power in choosing to go against Alyssa or uh, Paloma. Maybe if she had some sort of say in it, or and I wonder if Paloma. And I'm not saying it's it's, it's could have, but it could have happened. We don't know the exact rules. If Paloma acted a different way towards the way she schemed against uh, Taylor, plotted too much. Maybe that would have changed the dynamics to Thursday night come. Maybe Taylor would have been less privy to really have a fire in her or to go against Paloma. Maybe she would want you to listen instead. Right. Or, you know, Pooch might have chosen Alyssa instead in this hypothetical situation. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the third rule talks about the need to be flexible. I would say that Paloma was not. Uh, I mean, she did have multiple alliances. So in that regard, yeah, you know, she followed followed this rule. But once she had an idea in her head, she wasn't letting it go. As we were just discussing about how she was going to manipulate production, you know, oh, you can't stop me from doing this. I I've I've figured out a way around your rules, you know, and and again. It's not clear how much of that related to the problem that took her out of the game, but it seemed like she started pretty set in her ways be- even before her other problems came out. Yeah, it, 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 I, she wasn't flexible. I would say she might have been fluid in the way that she was happy to make alliances and destroy alliances in the flip of <laughs> hours. Um, yeah, I, I, I think 
that when she had she had, she wanted Taylor to go on the block the moment she saw Taylor in the house and then talking to the boys or her justification for it. So regardless of who Daniel nominated, she wanted to find a way to get Taylor up there. And so right. um, to push that hard when you don't know what Thursday looks like. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think, I think she had a plan in mind. She wasn't going to be flexible about it. Right. All right. The fourth rule tells players not to let their emotions control them. And so this, it, it would be, all too easy to say, well, Paloma violated this rule, and that's what led to her leaving the game. But I, I think we need to draw a distinction here. Having a medical problem is not the same as someone who gets too angry and wants to take revenge rather than make the right game move, or someone who makes friends and doesn't want to vote them out. Paloma had clearly lost control of her situation. The issue, I would not say, was related to this rule. It was, again, the equivalent of a medevac. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree. I think in most situations, if we went, um, if this yesterday's events didn't happen, we could say, uh, you know, the motion got past her, things like that. But we wouldn't be if somebody, we wouldn't say somebody wasn't physically capable if they broke their arm playing a competition. You know, it, we'd be like, well, that's unfortunate. It's not because they weren't ready bodied, able right. bodied for this. It's, it's an unfortunate thing. So I think in this situation, it's kind of how you talked about it that we don't really know that uh, the full extent of what she was going through, and maybe that had a huge impact on her emotions in the house. So, right. um, yeah, I, I, it's, hard, it's hard to say. Right, right. All right, well, the fifth rule tells players they need to pretend to be nice and play the social game. How do you think Paloma did here, at least before her issues started getting the better of her? <sighs> I, cause here's the thing is like, I don't, what, at what point do we feel her issues got the better of her? It's hard to say, because I would say that like she did, and maybe at some point she tried to pretend nice, but then there was a little conversation they put on the episode where she's talking to Taylor. She's like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear what you're going to say. Right. I'm sorry. Is that rude? And Taylor was like, actually, yeah, that's really rude. Like you're the reason why I'm kind of in this thing. You've put me in this thing. And if I, if you would just let me explain like my side of things, it might be a little different. And she's like, I just don't want to hear that. You know? So I think there was a point where she stopped trying to even act nice with Taylor. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think if that's the person she geared it towards, I don't think maybe in the beginning she tried to, but. That, yeah. I'm saying for the whole, you know, for everybody else in the house too, I would say, in the early going, I thought she did well, which was one way she got people to, you know, turn on Taylor so quickly and vicious. Yeah. Um, you know, Taryn mentioned on Wednesday's episode recap that she was seen as the darling of the house. Yeah. And that's another big reason people immediately believed her instead of Taylor when Taylor told the truth and Paloma lied. That's they true. looked at yep. her and they're like, oh, there's no way. I saw someone, and I don't remember who it was, so I'm sorry for not giving credit, but someone on Twitter pointed out, you know, Joseph was like, oh, I looked at her, and she was very convincing, so I think yeah. she's, she's right. And it's like, Joseph, the attorney, uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, I know we discussed in the preview podcast how he was fresh out of law school, but come on, man. Like, no one's going to lie on the stand when you're an attorney. You know, no one's going to sound convincing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that that was part of the reason we like Paloma. So we will believe her. We don't like Taylor. So we won't believe her. Yeah. I, I think one thing that comes to play, cause when you play a big brother, any social games, usually mm -hmm. there's 
a level of smoothness you want to come into when you say like, well, I don't like David Bloomberg, but like, I'm not going to say I don't like David Bloomberg. I will make somebody say something to influence them there. When you outright say, I don't like David Bloomberg because he's a bad guy. You say that so confidently in week one, people might be, might tend to believe you at first because why would you say that so quickly if it's not true? Right. So I think Paloma believes her own lies about Taylor and that convinced other people because why would Paloma spread all these lies about Taylor if she, they weren't true? Because this is week one. No one should be going that hard, you know? So I think uh, to that point, she she was playing a short game regardless. and it, But it showed to be a good social game in a sense in the beginning because she went so hard. Yeah. And then to get to what you had said about pretending to be nice to Taylor, we did see her um, before that point that you were talking about. I think what you were talking about that point was right about the breaking point for her. Probably, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, she, she hugged Taylor after she was nominated. She told her, oh, people will stereotype you. As if Paloma wasn't the one stereotyping <laughs> her since day one. The irony. Like, oh. Uh, yeah. That was. That, yeah, that was when the irony meter just pegged, you know. <laughs> because I, it's so. just, yeah. We, we could go circles about that. Right. I think she convinced herself that she was the righteous person in this mm-hmm. situation that, uh, and that's what biases do. And that's, you know, I, I don't want to comp- keep bringing back to that, but when you have a bias in somebody, you don't feel like you're wrong. You don't feel like you're acting in a racist way. You feel like you're justified because they did something that confirmed your implicit mm-hmm. biases. And I think this is what we saw here. Paloma truly believed these things because she felt some sort of way. If you asked her, like, hey, Paloma, are you actually stereotyping Taylor? I would have, she's like, no, there's no way I would do that. You know, it takes a level of, she said she had a great self awareness in the house, but it takes a strong level of awareness to understand, to unlearn conditioned thoughts in your mind. Right, right, right. All right. The sixth rule warns against being too much of a threat. Now, it's hard to say if people were starting to see Paloma as a threat or not in the game. I do feel like in some ways they were uh, related to what we were talking about in the second rule. And I think if she had continued down that road, there was a high probability that this would have become a significant issue for her if people didn't feel like they could trust her. I agree. I think we saw somebody sprinting to the finish line versus like, pacing themselves so that's why we saw them so out ahead in the beginning but they would have lost fuel people would have started getting through there i I also think that um contingent to this sixth rule right here don't be too much of a threat i think and this is where the line is when did it start kind of unraveling Mm -hmm. for her for herself i think people started making questions saying that she's saying some off the wall type of things that uh this is like can we trust her completely like this is like she seems like she's not all there so i think that um that came to play later into the game. And it's hard to, it's really truly hard to judge all these things by the rules just because how it ended up happening. Right. But to your point, I think she would have been seen as a threat soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back. So let's get back to the show. All right. Then for rule seven, uh, it says to trust almost nobody. And I, I don't really think this particularly came into play for Paloma yet. I mean. She did disclose information to Taylor, who then gave it away. But it didn't matter at first because nobody believed Taylor. And, you know, not to get repetitive, but I do think it would have come back to haunt her because people were catching on once they actually <gasps> talked to Taylor <laughs> about it. You know, I, I mean, that was that, that was another thing we didn't even discuss was um, people were like, oh, why? I don't remember who it was that said it. Um, but they said, well, why didn't Taylor come and tell us these things previously? Well, because mm -hmm. you didn't tell Taylor that she had allegedly done something to make you mad. Taylor couldn't read your minds. You know, she didn't know what was going on. So it wasn't until she was told she needed to apologize, you know, that, that suddenly people, you know, she was going to talk to them and, you know, people were listening to her a little bit. No, you're right. I think there was conversation Amira and Brittany had still chastising Taylor, like, why didn't she say this? Or like, man, we should know. But I think they started catching on that maybe what Taylor told Monty that uh, Paloma later on repeated and all this stuff, maybe it wasn't Taylor trying to come at Paloma or Monty, but trying to actually defuse the situation. So right. um, I think Paloma was, again, playing the game in a way that she, it was such a quick game that she could tell lies. She could sell them. She could she could write checks, you know, bounce mm -hmm. checks because no one was cashing them yet. You don't wait till week two, three to cash them. <laughs> so she was bouncing all her checks because she knew she had that unlimited fund. And so, um, yeah, I don't think seven uh, rule seven uh, really caught up to her, but it would have. Yeah. Yeah. And to go back to something you had said about, you know, earlier and throughout, you know, that this is a marathon, you know, she it, it's the tortoise in the hair. You know, and she was the hare. She was running out there and the tortoise is going mm -hmm. along slowly and the hare rarely is the one who wins Big Brother. Exactly. 100%. So. It's a, if she would have been a target. I, I, If Paloma played this way, I don't see a way she doesn't go out pre-jury. You know, yeah. I, 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 I just don't. Four weeks, a month is a long time to continue to upset people. And maybe Taylor, whether she went against Taylor, right, mm -hmm. um, in the uh, thing, or Alyssa went to Taylor and Taylor stays here. She is now made an enemy. Taylor's probably more upset at Paloma than she is at Daniel, who put her, you know, in there. Right. So um, she wasn't playing a game to make more friends than she already had. Yeah. All right. So with that, we have uh, gone through the rules. Uh, there is one more for people, you know, Appendix A talks about the jury phase, but obviously we're not there yet. So that won't come up again for a little while. Uh, so it's about time to wrap things up. Uh, Ovi, what are your final thoughts about Paloma? My final thoughts on Paloma is that I think 
She came into the game with maybe a misunderstanding of how to play the game. She unfortunately let biases cloud her mind in the way she made decisions. And then just realized that no, no fault to her own. It's something that many Big Brother players go through that is such an overwhelming house that sometimes it brings certain factors out of you that ultimately lead you to like leave the game a little earlier than you'd want. So um, I hope Paloma can kind of look back at her time from this house recognize where she went wrong, what she did wrong, but also get any assistance that she needs to kind of better herself in the future. So I, you know, I, I, Taylor's my winner pick. I am happy Taylor's still in this house regardless. I wish we could have seen maybe the full arc of Paloma, whether she goes out from Taylor or down the line, we won't get to see that. But for our first week, I think this season has been uh, an up and down. <laughs> you might not like things. You might love things now. But you can't say it hasn't been boring. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not been boring. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paloma was playing a messy game from the start, but it also worked for most of the first week. Uh, she targeted Taylor for terrible non-game reasons, but then schemed to get others on board as well, some of whom were already predisposed to it. She lied convincingly when she was caught, and people just kept taking her word for things. But then the tide started to turn. Once Taylor was nominated, people actually talked to her, mostly because she had been told again that, you know, some she had something to apologize for when she really didn't. Then they realized that Paloma hadn't been telling the truth and had been scheming and plotting too much, which made her a threat. If Paloma had stayed in the game, I think she would have likely been a target within the next two or three weeks tops. I also think, as we discussed, there was a decent chance she could have gone in this very episode under the circumstances we talked about earlier. Paloma wasn't voted out. She was medevac, but she would have likely been evicted soon. Her messiness was going to catch up to her if special circumstances hadn't done so first. And that is why Paloma would have lost. Oh, very so, nicely. Yes. Uh, so before we continue, I uh, do want to remind everybody that the rules we just discussed or at least the survivor version, uh, available in poster and T-shirt and mug and sweatshirt form uh, at robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. Uh, you can see there's the checklist, there's the poster shirt, there's the poster itself. Um, I also want to encourage people to check out the RHAP patron program at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. Uh, which you can also do if you scroll down, you see RHAP on Patreon on that same page. Um, or, yeah, like I said, Rob has a website dot com slash patron. You get access to uh, the, the various, there are two special Big Brother podcasts, uh, one of which, as it so happens, is recording the very same time that we are recording this podcast. They're doing it live for patrons. We're not live. Uh, but that is the patron Q and a with, uh, with, uh, Taryn and Rob. And there is also Rob and Jenny talking on the slop, uh, to discuss some of the, I would say non-strategic messier items about big brother, which are usually fun, messy items. Uh, sometimes not so much as we've seen. Um, even when Rob isn't talking directly to everyone, there are the Facebook groups and discord to keep people occupied with a great community of people. Uh, where you could talk about Survivor, Big Brother, life in general. So again, you can support shows like ours and everything on the network by becoming a patron at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. 
or click on the link at robhiswebsite.com slash feed page. And when you get to the Facebook groups, make sure to say hello. Uh, another place that you can say hello is on social media. So, uh, Ovi, you are on Twitter. Yep. You can find me at the Ovi Kabir, just at the Ovi Kabir was taken, unfortunately, but we love to talk about all things entertainment, Big Brother, when the episodes go there. Spoilers for Big Brother will be on there, so keep that in mind, but we'd love for you to join the conversation and follow and interact with us. Yes, and I am at David Bloomberg on Twitter, and yes, that is a good point. Although we do not include any, you know, spoilers here, we, on Twitter, everything's free and clear. Fair game. You know, we, yeah, we, you know, we, uh, I live tweet all, as many episodes as I can. Uh, if something comes up on the feeds, that's going to be there too. So just be warned. Um, and then there's also, uh, for me, uh, there's TikTok where I'm at David underscore Bloomberg. Uh, I, you know, there's, there hasn't been two terribly many big brother things to do yet. I actually had one a draft in the can ready to post uh, talking about how terrible Paloma was being. And then we got news that she had probably, you know, the rumor, which was true that she had probably been pulled from the game. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to post this now. Um, But uh, in the meantime, yeah, there will be plenty of big brother. Uh, I just finished a seven part star Trek, strange new worlds uh, series. Um, which attracted a whole bunch of people. I guess I should have been TikToking Star Trek for a while. Um, and but you know, lots of reality TV. Uh, so again, I'm David underscore Bloomberg there. And on Instagram, you're much more active on Instagram than I am. I mostly just copy things over from TikTok for those people who don't go to TikTok. I'm David.e.bloomberg, and you on Instagram are I'm at this is my first and last name, Obi Kabir, at Obi Kabir. So we'll talk about more so entertainment. You'll get to see my my corgi, my my girlfriend, our lifestyle a little bit more. But we always love interacting in our stories about Big Brother. So on Big Brother Days, we like doing a little takeover mm-hmm. and talk about that. So join the fun, whether it's on our Twitter, David's uh, TikTok, or my Instagram. And uh, hopefully, let us know, too. If you guys are watching this and you come on there on our social medias and follow us, let us send us a message. Let us know that you came from YX Loss. We'd love to interact more with you guys. Yes, yes. Uh, and so make sure you're also subscribed to all of the RHAP podcasts. Again, by going to the YX Loss feed page, you'll find great content uh, there on, on the Rehap Ups, uh, daily live feed updates, Big Brother Stock Watch, and more. So definitely sign up for the Rehap Ups. Um, and, uh, with that, I want to thank Scott St. Pierre for the editing done on this podcast, uh, will for America for the theme song and a big thanks to you, Ovi for, uh, coming in here with such a, a strange beginning and, you know, lending your own experience. Like Julie said, you can't understand it unless you've been there and you were there. I appreciate David. Happy to be here. If I wasn't talking about Big Brother here, I'd be talking it in my shower just to like go shower wall and pretending I'm on a podcast. So David gave me a nice little opportunity here. And I love the RHAP family, the community. You guys are great. It's always fun to talk to you guys. And I'm excited to go into next week and figure out, watch who wins HOH, what's going on, and then have another episode of YX Law. So make sure to stay with us and catch us next week. All right. Well, we'll be back here again next week with hopefully a more normal situation. 
We'll see you then. Bye. This is why blank lost. And this is why blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why blank lost. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.